It's a great honor for me to be here in this building and in this uh, room and before this distinguished audience. Uh, obviously, uh, Dr. Seuss needs no introduction. Uh, the story is before the war. Uh, to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street, Horton Hatches the Egg. Uh, the stories after the war have just been mentioned, Cat in the Hat, Yertle the Turtle. Uh, we sometimes tend to label Dr. Seuss as a children's author, uh, which I consider a demeaning categorization because any good author for children is a good author, period. And we tend to, th to think of him as not particularly political. Uh, and some of his books, notably the Butter Battle book, uh, got drew real flack from people who didn't agree with the politics. But most of his, the popular books have become so popular that I think the, the individual behind them has been uh, lost sight of. And maybe one effect of this consideration of the cartoons will be to rediscover the individual, that he was a human being, that he did uh, have passionate uh, uh, convictions. Uh, in 1941 and 42, he drew editorial cartoons. Those cartoons uh, uh, have been overlooked uh, for a long time, and virtually no one outside of uh, uh, San Diego really knew that they uh, existed. And they are the the heart of the of the book. Uh, Dr. Seuss goes to war. Uh, Dr. Seuss, for all his San Diego connections, was born out my way, uh, Springfield, down the uh, valley from Amherst. Uh, in 1904, uh, so he was 37 at the time of Pearl Harbor. He was a commercial artist, an ad man, a cartoonist already. And in the year before Pearl Harbor, 1941, calendar year, and the year after, 19, uh, after Pearl Harbor, 1942, uh, he drew editorial cartoons uh, for a New York newspaper. So what I want to do uh, to, uh, today is to introduce you to those some of those cartoons and to suggest some of, the, of their significance for understanding uh, both Dr. Seuss and his, uh, his era. Uh, this is a high-tech operation. I hope it uh, works well. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> this first cartoon, the date is December 8th, 1941, 58 years ago today, uh, the day after Pearl Harbor. Dr. Seuss's first editorial cartoon after Pearl Harbor. And partly being who I am, a Japan historian, my immediate reaction was, what isn't here? Japan, Pearl Harbor, and instead we have the, the ostrich-labeled isolationism uh, getting blown up by uh, the bomb of war. Uh, he never knew what hit him. So the first thing, the first reaction for Dr. Seuss was not Japan, but Pearl Harbor as a punctuation point in a domestic political debate debate between the 
folks who wanted to get into the war in Europe and the folks uh, he labels isolationists, a broad coalition, broad range of folks uh, who wanted to stay out. But first, we deal with domestic issues. Uh, long before December 7th, uh, Dr. Seuss and the newspaper for whom he was working, PM, uh, were convinced that the United States needed to get into the war in Europe. The war was already uh, well along. Uh, the one on the, the cartoon on the left here uh, is uh, May 8th of 1941. Talk, 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 uh, where what Dr. Seuss wanted was action. No more talk. Uh, and on the right, uh, this is uh, the date here, late May of 1941. Ho-hum, when he's finished pecking down that last tree, he'll quite likely be tired. And uh, this is uh, Dr. Seuss's Uncle Sam bird. He sometimes depicts the United States as this bird, which is somehow related to an eagle. My, my wife is a bird watcher, and... Uh, uh, she has problems with this depiction, but uh, <laughs> uh, on on the right, the various trees have been uh, pecked down. Uh, you notice uh, reading across the bottom: Poland, France, Holland, Norway, Denmark, Greece, Yugoslavia, and the small one in the back, etc. <laughs> and uh, here is the Hitler bird uh, at work on. Uh, the English, the, the, the England tree. The one on the left here is September 41, and on the right, October. Uh, a Peaser's Mirror. Take one look at yourself in despair. Jeepers, is that me? A funhouse mirror, and you can see Uncle Sam. Uh, quite normal looking on the, on the left, and he looks in the mirror and uh, he adds a beard and a, a crutch and uh, his, his legs have gone uh, uh, crooked and he has a black eye and uh, just generally in sad shape. And the same theme over here, uh, it's, I'm delighted to have as many people of a certain age of my age and older in the in the audience. Uh, I remember the Charles Atlas. Ninety-seven pound weakling. I was a ninety-seven pound weakling, and people kicked sand in my face at, at the beach, and uh, <clears throat> then I bulked up and uh, took care of my problems. Well, this is uh, this is the uh, uh, a rough equivalent, and I noticed today in the in the archive copy that it had a. Uh, that the original had a, a little tear-off thing to write your name for and send in for more information. Uh, <laughs> I was weak and run down. I had circles under my eyes. My tail drooped. I had a foul case of appeasement. Then I learned about guts, that amazing remedy for all mankind's woes. Now I'm taking it daily and feel today I feel strong enough to punch Mr. Hitler right in the snoot. This is October 5th. 1941, two full months before Pearl Harbor. So th this is the background to that initial cartoon uh, after Pearl Harbor. 
dealing with uh, the, the isolationists taking it on the chin. The perhaps the foremost, certainly the foremost spokesman for the America First Committee in 1941 was uh, Charles Lindbergh, uh, and my my thoughts were full of Dr. Seuss as I flew in on Monday into <laughs> Lindbergh Field, and I began to wonder whether San Diego was big enough for <laughs> both uh, Charles Lindbergh and Dr. Seuss. Uh, on the left, uh, this is uh, April of 1941, one of his earliest cartoons, the, the Lindbergh Quarter, with the isolationist ostrich uh, his head under the sand. United States of America, in God we trust, and how? <laughs> Since when did we swap our ego for an ostrich? And on the right, uh, science marches on. Fellow experimenters were gathered here today to mate the eagle and the jellyfish. The jellyfish doesn't look particularly <clears throat> delighted by the prospect uh, with his two eyes there. Uh, one of the uh, delights of these cartoons, are the, the, the background as, as this collection of uh, <clears throat> learned gentlemen uh, looking on in, in uh, uh, with fascination as, as Lindbergh uh, prepares to uh, conduct his experiment. And this from October. Uh, the, the woman has America first across her uh, sweater. Uh, and the wolf chewed up the children and spit out their bones, but those were foreign children and it really didn't matter. The book Adolf the Wolf with a swastika on the, uh, on the binding. It's, it's fascinating that, that uh, with Mr. Buchanan in the race, he has used the phrase, he intends to keep America first, and he certainly knows the background for that uh, of the America First Committee and uh, some of these issues. Uh, Let me say a few words about the, the uh, newspaper in which these appeared, because it was a remarkable newspaper, uh, remarkable in the uh, history of American journalism uh, for a, a number of reasons. Uh, the, the daily on the left is five cents, and that was double. The, the, the big New York newspapers were two cents and three cents. And 10 cents on the weekly, uh, there was a, a second section on the weekly on the right. Both of these have, uh, as you can see, Dr. Seuss uh, uh, cartoons on, on the covers, and that was not typical. Uh, but you can look at the headlines, and you have some sense of advocacy journalism. Uh, if U.S. delivers the goods now, England will win. Don't let our enemies destroy Britain's sea power. And in each case, but what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? Who sells oil to our enemy? Uh, to our enemies, uh, the newspaper. Some of the, the most distinguished folks in uh, American journalism: uh, Lillian Hellman, I. F. Stone, uh, Haywood Hale Brune, 
uh, worked uh, for uh, PM at one point or another in the eight years that uh, PM survived. 1940 to 48, uh, at, at, across the bottom on, on the left, you can see it better than on the right, PM sells no advertising. A newspaper trying to make it without selling ads. Uh, in part to uh, preserve editorial uh, independence. Uh, small, feisty, uh, small circulation, a fraction of the circulation of the New York Times and the other big uh, New York uh, papers. I, I mentioned the, uh, that there's a second section on Sunday. That's the only, that second section is the only part of PM that survives today. The second section of PM on Sundays metamorphosed into Parade Magazine. Uh, not the same politics, obviously, and uh, <laughs> quite a different, and full of ads and uh, a different uh, operation entirely, but the origin uh, goes back to uh, PM. <clears throat> Charles Lindbergh, uh, in September, uh, in Des Moines, Iowa, made a speech in which he distinguished among the British race, the American race, and the Jewish race, and said their interests did not uh, uh, overlap. Uh, and that speech earned him the label of anti-Semite, and both PM editorially and Dr. Seuss in his cartoons uh, made anti-Semitism a uh, focus of the attack uh, on Lindbergh and on the America First uh, uh, operation. Uh, you can see Lindbergh with the gas mask up top of this garbage Nazi anti-Semite stink wagon driven by a fellow with a, a, a swastika armband uh, spreading the lovely Goebbels stuff. Goebbels was the propaganda minister uh, for uh, Hitler. And in July of 1942, that last one was before the war began, the American War began in September of 41. Uh, this is July of 42. Uh, this stunning uh, editorial cartoon showing Jew, Jewish bodies hanging from trees. Uh, one of the fascinating aspects of researching the book was to start with a cartoon and read back in PM and other newspapers for the time to try to figure out the immediate context. And this was one where I couldn't. Uh, there's no, this is not a reference to the death camps. Uh, the, the, the early, the serious news about the death camps is November, December of 42. Uh, and I could find no reference to, to Jews being lynched and this may be uh, taking the unhappy American idiom uh, as a means of expressing uh, maltreatment. Uh, Hitler is, is here with the uh, wartime, French wartime leader Laval. We'll hear, uh, have more to say about him in a minute. Only God can make a tree to furnish sport for you and me. How many poets do we have in the audience and who can identify the Joyce Kilmer, uh, the, the final two lines of the, of the poem, poems are made by fools like me, but only God can make a tree. And uh, 
this would have been uh, second nature to most PM readers, and uh, Dr. Seuss took that uh, to, uh, to work with. And this is from Christmas 1942, one of his uh, uh, last dozen or so cartoons, uh, showing Hitler, uh, notice the, the wreath in the background with swastikas, uh, wrapping up this uh, odorous, dripping, leaking, smelly package, race hatred, my annual gift to civilization, and asking the U.S. anti-Semite, put your finger here, pal the link between the anti-Semitism uh, that uh, he saw in Europe and uh, the domestic uh, variety. Uh, this, this whole issue of anti-Semitism, Art Spiegelman was kind enough to write an introduction to the book, and he suggests that no other major American newspaper in 1941 would likely have focused in this way on the editorial page on issues of uh, anti-Semitism. PM and Dr. Seuss both were very good on black-white racism. Uh, the one on the left here is from, these are both from June of 1942. The old runaround U.S. war industries, uh, the, uh, the title over the door says, Negro job hunters enter here. And there's absolutely no way entering there that you get wind up with U.S. war industries. Uh, there's a logical fallacy because <laughs> how does anybody get to the building? Uh, but it makes a very effective uh, cartoon. Uh, and on the right, uh, this is kind of an early version of uh, Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder, Ebony and Ivory. Uh, here, here's the human Uncle Sam tapping a war industrialist on the shoulder uh, and listen, maestro, if you want to get real harmony, use the black keys as well as the white. And you can see that the uh, cobwebs around the black keys uh, indicate that they haven't been, uh, been used. Uh, I, this cartoon uh, ran in, in the local UMass uh, staff campus bulletin. And I very quickly got an email from uh, a member of the administration, a colleague uh, who is black, and this is what he said. I remember he, he grew up in Pittsburgh. I remember my mom speaking to us about how much she wanted to do war work, but, she got, but got shot down time and again when she tried to help. Uh, as you're all aware with Saving Private Ryan and uh, The Greatest Generation, there's an awful lot of kind of free-floating nostalgia about World War II, uh, but there's also stuff that we should not be nostalgic about, and uh, these cartoons uh, address those, uh, one of those issues. Uh, one uh, more on this uh, theme on the left, war work to be done, no colored labor needed, and one of the two black workers in the foreground saying to the other, there seems to be a white man in the woodpile.
hold on here. I'm going backward and complicating my life. Here we go. And let me, pardon me for that. This is a cartoon of uh, June 1942, so after the war has uh, on for six months or after the American involvement. Uh, what this country needs is a good mental insecticide. And here is Uncle Sam with a, uh, is that a malicious grin on his face? That's hard. Uh, and a flit spray uh, <clears throat> uh, spritzing, uh, what's the right word here? Uh, cleaning out the inside of uh, John Q. Public's head, uh, and out flies on the right racial prejudice bug. Gracious was that in my head, and all these other these folks behind wait for uh, their turn. Uh, one of the puzzles in the archive is that there's I found yesterday a reference to a film on race prejudice that uh, Dr. Seuss uh, uh, had a hand in for the uh, military, and I hadn't heard of that before, and we're still trying to uh, track it down. Uh, given that background, uh, it's all the more surprising to run into this cartoon, which is uh, a cartoon of February 1942. This appeared days before the FDR administration made the decision to round up all Japanese Americans people of Japanese, American, of Japanese descent uh, and put them in relocation centers, concentration camps uh, uh, for the duration. Washington, Oregon, California, this mass of uh, folks uh, uh, moving all with similar hats, most of them with glasses, uh, uh, relatively cookie-cutter faces, moving forward to the building with Honorable Fifth Column on it, to receive blocks of TNT. And the fellow on the roof with the telescope waiting for the signal from home. When I first saw this, my I wanted to see irony or distance or that, that Dr. Seuss was, was portraying uh, an attitude toward Japanese Americans rather than embodying it. But I, look as I can, I don't see that. And I think this was a striking uh, blind spot, spot uh, on his part. I want to show you a few Hitler cartoons and then other uh, national leaders. Uh, this is from May of 1941, before the uh, United States is involved. Uh, Consolidated World Dairy, a Hitler proprietor, the head eats, the rest gets milked. This extraordinary cow. Some of you will recognize it. It appears later in On Beyond Zebra. and. Uh, uh, it has many more than 13 parts uh, in that uh, uh, incarnation. But here, uh, starting with France and then Czechoslovakia, all the uh, countries of occupied Europe, uh, back to the 13th haunch, which has a question mark on it. Uh, who's next? 
uh, an extraordinary uh, uh, cartoon. And this, if you've seen the book, well, you'll recognize this as, as the cartoon that wound up as the cover. There's, thereby hangs a story we'll get to in a minute. Uh, the latest self-portrait. This is uh, shortly after Pearl Harbor, December of 1941, December 23rd. Hitler, as you uh, may know, was a failed artist. Uh, and self-portrait Hitler is the uh, sculptor down here on the right. Uh, Dr. Seuss is, is all, uses feet extraordinarily. People's feet bend in, in interesting directions and uh, uh, keys to emotions, I think. Here's, here's the sculptor. Uh, Hitler, of course, is the subject of Generalissimo Hitler. Uh, but count the Hitler faces. The mermaid, this is his standard Hitler face, chin up in the air, uh, fairly jaunty. Uh, the, the mustache, no mouth, eyes closed, hair off to, to the side. Uh, so here's a Hitler face. The two uh, putty up there putting the visor over Hitler's, uh, over the, the statue are also Hitler. Where else? The horse, eyes, hair. Have you seen a horse with a Hitler mustache recently? <laughs> Keep going. The shield. The shield. Is, is, is this a vulture? I'm not sure, but, but the, the bird also has the mustache, the eyes, the hair. Uh, bingo. So there's, um, there's a, another Hitler there. It's partly because of the jauntiness of Hitler. It's, it's hard. We see World War II so much through the present eyes, looking back. Uh, and it's hard to uh, think ourselves back into 1941. Uh, but it's partly because of the jauntiness of this Hitler uh, that I find his most effective uh, Hitler cartoons to be headless. Uh, on the left, these are, these are from March and April of 1942. Uh, what do you expect to be working at after the war? Polishing the boots of uh, Hitler. Uh, and on the right, the second creation. These strike me as, as among the powerful cartoons of, not simply of Dr. Seuss's production, but of uh, World War II uh, American editorial uh, art, uh, uh, second creation, Hitler melting down human beings in this pot on the left to be recast into uh, the mold all with the Hitler salute. <clears throat> uh, Dr. Seuss knew as as I think you all know, was of German descent. Uh, all four of his grandparents were born in Germany. And 
that sophistication that that brought uh, shows itself in the cartoons. He has not simply Hitler, he has other Germans who are clearly different facial types, different body types than Hitler. And he also uses the dachshund uh, to depict Germany. Uh, in this case, the French wartime collaborationist leader Laval, there, there was a man who was so low he could walk under a dachshund's belly. Note the dachshund's face, the hair, the eyes, the mustache. He did a couple cartoons with Adolf in Egypt. The new humped dachshund you ordered, mein Führer, to replace the non-Aryan camel. <laughs> Here's, here's, here's a case of a, of a non-Hitler German who is distinct uh, visually in, in every possible way from, uh, uh, from Hitler. Uh, Dr. Seuss's use of the dachshund, misuse of the dachshund, uh, drew a letter to the editor from a gentleman who shared his life with a dachshund. <clears throat> and uh, he wrote to protest. If this insidious campaign continues, this is part of his letter, I'm afraid people will begin to consider it their patriotic duty to kick my little darling around. And he wouldn't understand. He doesn't read the papers. I call this to your attention because I've always regarded PM as a champion of the rights of the underdog. <laughs> and believe me, than the dachshund, there is no dog more under. <laughs> Dr. Seuss could have written the letter. letter. I don't think... <laughs> Uh, and the editor asked for a response from Dr. Seuss, and this is, uh, this is what ran under the letter from the reader. And it's addressed not to the writer of the letter, but to the dachshund. Note to Mr. Holbrook's dachshund. Sorry, friend, and if anyone kicks you around, sue me. You've got an excellent case, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> We've already seen a couple cartoons in which uh, Laval, the uh, French wartime leader, uh, uh, Vichy leader, figures. Uh, here are two more. Uh, Pétain, the uh, World War I hero who yields power uh, basically to Laval. Uh, in the doorway, Marianne, referring to the French symbol, uh, look what the cat brought back. The cat, we've seen Hitler as a bird and a cat and... Uh, he, he appears uh, with uh, faced on all kinds of animals, uh, carrying Laval back, Laval uh, stinking, but uh, his hand in Hitler's salute. Uh, on the right, this is December of 1942, and again, this is not the Holocaust issue. This is uh, forced labor uh, roundup, and the French did comply, and roundup laborers to send uh, to to Germany, crawl out and round me up another 400,000 Frenchmen. Just from the cartoons, I think it's possible to make a case that Laval is a more evil character uh, than Hitler, is, is, is more uh, menacing. 
Dr. Seuss had nothing but uh, uh, contempt for and fun with uh, the Italian leader Mussolini. <clears throat> One on the left is December 41, uh, August 42 on the right. Uh, bundles for Benito. <laughs> Send anything but books. I've already got one. Uh, the strategically placed Mein Kampf. Uh, if you'll note closely on the one on the left, uh, there are cross band-aids on Mr. Mussolini's ample thigh, and those migrate northward. And all his the later uh, uh, depictions of Mussolini have the cross band-aids up here on the on one side or another of his head. Uh, Rome town boy makes good. Uh, 1904 question mark. Benito cleans up Egypt, <laughs> and Benito is the janitor <laughs> coming out of from out from under the uh, pyramid with a vacuum cleaner. Some Japan cartoons, uh, and as I've indicated, this was the origin of my interest in. Uh, the whole subject of Dr. Seuss's wartime cartoons. These are both from November of 1941, and they refer to the fact that the United States and Japan were engaged in negotiations, and as of July of 1941, the United States had cut off uh, all shipments of oil to Japan. It's kind of weird to look back now in 1999 when the United States is a major oil importer that and to realize that in 1940 and 41, we were a major oil exporter. And the vast bulk of Japanese oil came from the United States. Uh, we cut off Japan's oil in, in July, and that had a major uh, effect on everything after that, because the longer Japan did not go to war, the weaker Japan became, because it was using for peacetime uh, oil that it could not uh, for that it wanted for uh, other purposes. Uh, on the left, give me some kerosene, some excelsior, and a blowtorch. Ma wants to bake a cake. Hands, how many know what excelsior is? Uh, wood shavings, shredded, uh, arsonist's delight. Uh, number, again, it's, it, was, it was fun researching this stuff because uh, Every time I'd show these cartoons to somebody, it was my parents who clued me in on Joyce Kilmer. I, uh, that was over my head, and uh, then the dictionaries helped on things like Excelsior. On the right, uh, final warning, you give me a brick to bean you with, or I'll paste you with a pie. Uh, this is November 28, 1941. In fact, the negotiations uh, had broken down by then. This is December 9th, 1941. So this is his first Japan cartoon after Pearl Harbor. The end of the nap. And here is Uncle Samberg getting uh, uh, what for. Uh, you notice the faces of the assailants. And this is his stereotype, uh, as we'll see in a number of later cartoons as well. Uh, 
for Japan, there were, he, he did not have non-stereotype Japanese. He did not have uh, dachshund as he did with uh, Germany. One of the questions that this cartoon raises is how seriously did Dr. Seuss or PM or both take Japan as a, an, an antagonist? Are, are the actions these folks involved in, are they life-threatening or are they pinprick? Are they pinprick, pinprick Laurel and Hardy or uh, uh, slapstick almost? Uh, and then the next question, is that because Dr. Seuss really didn't take them seriously or was he trying to convince the American public uh, to build up uh, morale? Uh, in the public. The next day, this is December uh, 10th, maybe only alley cats, but jeepers a hell of a lot of them. Jap Alley, and uh, it's kind of tempting to, th to think of the, of the impossible leap as being uh, the sneak attack on Pearl Harbor, but there's already, uh, Dr. Uh, Uncle Sam already has one cat there by the neck. Uh, so I'd, I'm not sure that that, uh, that that correlation applies. But these cats don't have the glasses. These cats don't have the glasses. Yeah. Right. Come to the deadlines in, in a minute. Uh, on the left, December 12th, 1941, and on the right, March of 42, uh, don't let them carve those faces on our mountains. Buy U.S. saving bonds and stamps. This is running as an editorial cartoon in PM, and liberators of America there are across the, uh, the chest of uh, Hitler, clearly a historical person. Uh, the, 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 the stereotype here is not Tojo, it's not the emperor, it's, it's not a specific, it, uh, it's hard to link with any of them, but kind of a free-floating. So you have on the one juxtaposition here a historical figure and a stereotype. Uh, Mount Rushmore, by the way, was completed in 1941. So this would have been in the, Rushmore would have been in the, uh, in the news. And on the right, what have you done today? This is a, the second or third cartoon we've already seen where Dr. Seuss addresses the reader directly. What have you done? And here on the, on the readers, on the, the back of the fellow watching is you. What have you done today to help save your country from them? Uh, by this cartoon, this was not an editorial cartoon, but Dr. Seuss did half a dozen uh, drawings like this to sell war bonds. And these were available. I haven't found any syndication of the editorial cartoons, but these uh, uh, war bonds drawings were available for anybody who wanted to use them. Uh, I, I taught a course several years ago on World War II. Team taught it with a colleague who knows the European side. And one of the students in that course went researching in the local Amherst paper. 
and came up with this cartoon, and he said, sir, did you know about Dr. Seuss in World War II? And at that point, I didn't, but I decided that I needed to. So the, on the, the left is, uh, is the beginning of the trail that wound up uh, with the book. This is one of the more unfortunate uh, Japan cartoons. Uh, the context is important. The Japanese uh, announced that they had captured some of Doolittle's raiders. Doolittle's raid was a uh, kind of American kamikaze, if you will, hopeless uh, uh, bombing run uh, on Tokyo. And the Japanese captured some of the flyers, uh, and they announced that they were going to put them on trial. It uh, was learned, uh, but not till almost a year later, that the Japanese had ex actually executed several of the Doolittle's uh, raiders. Uh, but this is Dr. Seuss's reaction to the announcement that they would put, the, the, the Japanese would put Doolittle's raiders on, on trial. I appeal to the civilized world in righteous protest against American barbarism and uh, inhumanity. Before the book came out, I've, uh, I've been able to show these cartoons in classes where people didn't know I was working on Dr. Seuss, and I'd cover up the name and say, you all know this person, who is it? And there's such a disconnect between what we normally think of as Dr. Seuss and political cartoons that it took a while, it took usually three or four cartoons, and one time one of the kids said, that's a Dr. Seuss lobster claw. <laughs> And with a further unfortunate one on the Japanese front, this is December 7, 1942. One year after Pearl Harbor, the Japanese and the Germans had been allied before Pearl Harbor. Uh, married exactly one year today, uh, Hitler and uh, the presumably male stereotype here in, in kimono drag and... Uh, uh, I think at this point, Dr. Seuss didn't understand how kimonos work on the human figure. Uh, and their offspring, Hashimura Frankenstein, with a, a fully adult hand and an axe uh, and claws. Once the, once the war, the America was involved in the war, after Pearl Harbor, Large number of the cartoons are morale-building, help-the-war-effort uh, cartoons, and I want to show you uh, several of those. Early in January '42, he started a series of uh, monuments, war monuments, and I'm showing you two of those. Uh, the monument was entirely tongue-in-cheek, or uh, uh, more than tongue-in-cheek. Here is John F. Hindsight on the left. Master strategist of yesterday's battle, famed for his great words, we could have and we should have. Looking with his great eye through the backward telescope. And on the right, uh, a statue to John Haynes Holmes. John Haynes Holmes was a prominent Protestant pacifist minister and who spoke the beautiful word, words, the unhappy people of Japan are our brothers. This cartoon drew the most flack of any Dr. Seuss cartoon in PM. 
and there are eight or ten letters from readers, uh, most of them uh, criticizing Dr. Seuss. Uh, give you a couple examples. I protest the Dr. Seuss cartoon on John Haynes Holmes. Beyond the sheer bad taste is something even deeper. That is the implied rejection of the basic Christian principle of the universal brotherhood of man. Interesting, PM readership in 19, January of 1942. Another uh, reader, I am not a pacifist, but I do not need to be one to find myself in complete sympathy with Dr. Holmes's belief in the essential brotherhood of man. For what else are you fighting, PM? After a slew of these letters had come in, uh, Dr. Seuss responded in the letters to the editor column, and let me read you his response. This is January 21, 1942. This is the entire response. In response to the letters defending John Haynes Holmes, sure, I believe in love, brotherhood, and a cooing white pigeon on every man's roof. I think it's nice to have pacifists and strawberry festivals in between wars. But right now, when the Japs are planting their hatchets in our skulls, it seems like a hell of a time for us to smile and warble brothers. It's a rather flabby battle cry. If we want to win, we've got to kill Japs, whether it depresses John Haynes Holmes or not. We can get palsy-walsy afterward with those that are left. Dr. Seuss. January uh, 21st, 1942. You may have seen this in the, in the uh, <clears throat> case on the way in. Uh, this is uh, March of 1942. He used uh, turtles for uh, uh, slowness and ostriches for the head in the sand. Uh, you can't build a substantial V out of turtles. What does this lead to? What is this in embryo? Yertle. Yertle the turtle. This is the tower of Yertle the turtle. Uh, the story came out in 51, I believe, uh, and then the book form was, was later still. Yertle the turtle. And I was astonished. I'd read Yertle the turtle many times to our kids and uh, was astonished to read in an interview with Dr. Seuss that when Dr. Seuss first drew Yertle, he had a Hitler mustache. So for Dr. Seuss, Yertle was Hitler or Mussolini dictatorship. And of course, the, the upshot to the tale with Mac burping at the bottom of the pile and the, the pile comes down uh, ties in both with Dr. Seuss's and with PM's uh, uh, siding with the common man. My background is as an intellectual historian. I'm not an artist and I'm not a social historian. It took me a long time to start looking at things beyond stereotypes of Japan or Hitler or uh, you name it. But these cartoons, you could write a social history of 1941-42 of U.S. with the cartoons. Uh, they're also a guide to the mind of Dr. Seuss. On the left, girdle shortage if madam will step into the fitting room. And I've actually had students need to have that cartoon explained. <laughs> but yes, girdles were made with rubber and the shortage of rubber and all that. Uh, <clears throat> how many of the cartoons we've seen, have, we've seen so far have women in them? 
Very, very few. Uh, uh, I have a running conversation with, about this with my wife because she looks in the papers today and she says, how many women are there in editorial cartoons today? And it's still the case that very few. On the right, uh, she says the government can have her zipper if the government can get it unjammed. The only prominent women in the cartoons. Uh, he mentions but doesn't depict Eleanor Roosevelt, and he uh, depicts uh, uh, Eleanor Patterson, who was the owner of the Washington Times Herald. Giving the axis a lift. Step on it, kid. You got gas and rubber to burn. The U.S. joyrider helping out Japan and Germany by uh, driving around uh, needlessly. When the art director at New Press and I got around to working for a cover, uh, working on a cover for the book, he went through all the cartoons independently and I went through all the cartoons. And what would make the most effective cover? And we both decided this one would. And so the first cover was this. And then the new press started showing it around to their sales agents and to their book dealers. And the reaction was, get the stereotype, the Japan stereotype, off the cover. So what was acceptable as an editorial cartoon in 1942, uh, they considered to be a potential liability in uh, 1999. And so the cover uh, as you've seen it, is uh, the Hitler statue with five, six, seven, eight uh, Hitler faces. And then uh, two late uh, cartoons, September of 42 and December of 42 on the right. Uh, you see it's like this. Congress simply abolishes the ceiling, and from now on we say it's a floor. Notice that the door hasn't changed position. The, the, uh, uh, the, the light fixture has. One of the f fellows is perfectly happy sitting upside down. The other one wonders, and the cat uh, similarly. Uh, in the collection next door, in the original uh, drawing of this, both at the top and the bottom, Dr. Seuss has written in big, bold letters, don't let them turn this around. <laughs> He was sure that, that some well-meaning editor was going to flip that because, well, fortunately, it, it didn't get flipped. And then on the, on the, uh, on the right, uh, maybe it's none of our business, but how much are you giving this Christmas in U.S. war bonds and stamps, these enchanting uh, deer? Uh, I've sh so much for the, the cartoons. Uh, I've shown maybe... 45 or 50 out of 400. There are 200 in the book. There are another 200 still in the, in the, uh, in the files. Uh, I think they demonstrate the genius of Dr. Seuss, the imagination and the fantasy and the uh, whimsy. And I think they can lead us to a new appreciation of uh, Dr. Seuss. This, this is a major chapter in his career that we didn't know much about. And I think it can renew a focus on Dr. Seuss as a human being. 
as somebody in his late 30s in 1941 and 42, engaged and political. Uh, they give us a picture of Dr. Seuss's world of 1941-42, including much to admire and some aspects to deplore. It's a lesson in humility of, uh, if anything, that so humane a figure as uh, Dr. Seuss had his uh, notable blind spots. It's a picture of the U.S. in 1941 and 42. Uh, Dr. Seuss reflects attitudes. He shapes attitudes. Uh, the failings are in large part uh, those of his society and his time. I was up at Dartmouth last week. Dr. Seuss was a Dartmouth last month. Dr. Seuss was a Dartmouth undergrad. And uh, there is an archive there which is significant. It doesn't rival uh, the archive here. But in it, I found a two-page handwritten by Dr. Seuss response to a query about the PM cartoons. And the date on it is November of 1976. Keep that in mind. Let me read you. It's, I've, I haven't had time yet to make up a, a slide, but you can see with the crossing out and their misspellings, and he's, he's obviously uh, uh, absolutely intent on getting the message across. When I look at them now, this is talking about the cartoons, they're hurriedly and embarrassingly badly drawn. We could argue that one. And they're full of many snap judgments that every political cartoonist has to make between the time he hears the news at 9 a.m., your comment, and sends his drawing uh, to press at 5 p.m. For much of this time, he was doing five, four or five a week. Uh, the one thing I do like about them, however, is their honesty and their frantic fervor. I believe the USA would go down the drain if we listened to the America First-isms of Charles Lindbergh and Senator Schwieler and Nye and the rotten rot that the fascist priest Father Coughlin was spewing out on radio. I probably was intemperate in my attacks on them, but they almost disarmed this country at the time it was obviously about to be destroyed. And I think I helped a little bit, not much but some, in stating the fact that we were in a war, in caps and underlined, and we'd damned well better ought to do something about it. And then he, a parentheses at the end, NB. To the younger generation, I'm not talking about Korea, Vietnam, and Cambodia. He's writing this in 1976. I'm talking about a war that had to be fought, had underlined. If my philosophy irritates yours, Please write me, care of Justin Hogfleet, the boy who stuck his finger in the hole in the dike. Fodersfleet, Holland, zip code 09037. <laughs> anyway, you've been a wonderful audience. Thank you, and I'd be happy to try to respond to comments or questions.